Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. Plus, you can support college access and student access when you donate online to Roundup in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Hi, Sashir, you're here. Hi, Nicole. Well, we're on a roll. <laughs> okay, that was good. <gasps> no boy. <laughs> How are you? Listen, I'm good. I'm thriving. Mm. I'm on the East Coast. It's mm. a little chilly, gotta say. Is this technically winter time? Yeah, it's winter time. Yeah, it is winter. Tis the season. It, I think, honestly, living in L.A., I get confused about the seasons because I'm like, is it? Has the, <laughs> has the, have the seasons actually changed? Did we reach fall? <laughs> Did we reach winter? <laughs> yes. So in some places, it's actually winter. It is. And I remember my first, my first year in L.A., I went to the bank for something, and there was a child in a costume, and I was like, what? Why? It's so hot. And then I looked at my phone. It was Halloween. Sushir. Nicole. Christmas is around the corner. Oh, this is true. What do you want for Christmas? What are five things you want for Christmas? Whoa. Actually, three. What are three things? Five is a okay. lot. Oh, that's eight. Really five is a little overwhelming. Yeah. I don't know if I even have <laughs> five <laughs> wants like that. Even though there's a whole song about things that people are getting for Christmas, and there's 12 of them. 12 days. I can't think of things. What are they getting? Oh, partridges and pear trees. And turtle doves. And... I want that shit. <laughs> Who wrote that song? Maybe back in the day, those were like hot commodities. Two turtle doves. You want two birds? You do love birds. I do love a bird, but I don't know what a turtle dove is. Is it a chocolate turtle? Like, is it like, you know how like turtles like a yeah. chocolate with caramel? Yeah. Is it a candy bird? Uh, I guess I thought it was more like a dove. Who's this? Oh, sorry who? about that. Those <laughs> are who wrote the 12 days of Christmas. It absolutely is not Judith. One of those people is Rick <laughs> Moranis. And I, there's no way. <laughs> Google said to me. <laughs> Is that true? Oh, maybe Rick... that's the movie. What oh, the here we go. <laughs> that's really funny. I mean, so she was coming for you, Judith. I was like, "There's no the... way." I think Lady that's Grom... like embarrass me. <laughs> Lady Grom wrote the Twelve Days of Christmas in 1898. 
She didn't have okay. shit to do in 1898. That seemed like a time where, like, you were in the, like, sewing stuff and walking through mud and shit. Well, you could definitely write a song <laughs> doing those two things. <laughs> it actually sounds like she has all the time in the world to write I just, 12 Days of Christmas. <laughs> You're right. I just feel like back at, like, those times, it's like, how do you... I, I mean, I guess, how do we find joy now? But I'm like, wasn't slavery back then? You looked at slaves and you were like, I'm going to write a fun song about presents. Yes, because she didn't have anything work to do. All the slaves were doing the work for her. She had the most free time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so it's like, on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. What was the first thing? Uh... Partridge hmm. in a pear tree was the oh, first Oh, duh. <laughs> Partridge in oh, a pear tree. okay. What's the, the second s- thing? Two turtle doves and a What's partridge. the third thing? Three French hens? This is a song about birds. Uh, four yeah, mockingbirds, okay. three French hens. Yeah, wow. right. Wow, Sashir, you know Ooh. this whole song. Five golden rings. Okay, and then I'm not gonna, I don't, I don't wanna look at the screen. I'm trying to see if I can get all of them. What's okay. six? Six is actually. Let me just go from the from twelve. Twelve. Okay. Drummers drumming. Twelve uh, drummers drumming. Yeah. Eleven ladies dancing. Eight. No. Ten. No. Wait. Eleven. Who's eleven? Oh, pipers piping. Ten. Mm, lords a leaping. W- yes. <laughs> Nine ladies dancing. <gasps> Eight wow. of milking, seven swans of swimming, six geese yes. laying, five what? golden rings, four mocking birds, no, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Wow, Sashir, <laughs> you knew so many of those. Wow. So wait, so there's going to be one lord a-leaping with no lady. Dang, yeah. That's fucked up. And but that's the birth of an incel. <laughs> <laughs> There's one They're like, partridge available. Christmas. <laughs> There's, it's Christmas and nobody's got a bitch for me. This is, I hate women. <laughs> and that's how an incel was born. <laughs> on Christmas oh. Day. <laughs> Jesus died. Gonna... <laughs> and, <laughs> and an incel was an born. An incel was born. Because... Yeah, I mean, one of the lords, he's not going to want to fuck with one of the eight maids of milking because they're milking <laughs> their titties. Like, they have something to do. <laughs> they're busy. They have jobs. <laughs> okay, uh, who are you, Sashir? What did I just say? I almost called you Christine. I don't know a Christine. Sashir, <laughs> what is... <laughs> There's nobody in my life named Christine except for the lead of Phantom of the Opera, which I have not seen in a minute. But what are the three things that you want mm-hmm. for Christmas? Gosh, that's really hard. Um, mm. I would like. I'm really. I love bucket hats. I'm really into bucket hats and get a cool bucket hat. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> no, I'm not laughing. I well, yes, that you was are. a supportive chuckle. I no, it was a supportive so. chuck. It Why was. Are you laughing? I was like, because maybe I got you a bucket hat. <gasps> really? I don't know. No, maybe. You didn't. <laughs> Okay. Uh, you All don't right. know? I don't know. I'm excited to see. Um, uh, what else would I want? 
I would also want. Mm, mm, it's really hard because I'm like only thinking of things I need, but I don't want mm-hmm. friends to get me things I need, like, like kitchen stuff or whatever. So I'm like, what do I want? Like uh, a backpack purse. Okay. And maybe like some cool socks. Okay. I like that. Yeah. She's an accessory diva. Yeah. We're accessorizing my life right now. Yeah. I what like are that. Three things you want. Okay. To find true love, world <laughs> peace, and um, socks. <laughs> I, I think. Okay. I think I'm going to start. Okay, so you know how I wear ankle like pants mo- like most of the time. My pants don't hit the mm-hmm. floor. I like I like a little flood. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, what if with my kids I start wearing like scrunchy socks because I just did a job where we were outside and I got over my texture thing by wearing the socks I like underneath the other socks. Oh, interesting. That's very I'm smart. I'm double socked. She is double socked. <laughs> Don't come over me. Don't come over here. I'm double socked. You don't want to mess with her. She's double socked. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I so, like yeah. that. Those are the three things I want. And honestly, okay, don't don't like don't come for me. I know I spent most of 2019 being like, next year is my year, and then 2020 was 2020, but. I really do feel like 2024 is gonna be my year. I really do. So Sheer, I think yeah. it's gonna be your year. I think a lot of nice things are gonna happen to a lot of nice people. And I think the bad people, okay, things will happen to them. Like, I think everyone's gonna have a good time. Ooh, I like that. 2024 is another election year. So... <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> okay. But here's the thing. Good shit's going to happen. I feel yeah. it in my little heart. I feel it mm-hmm. in my little bones. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. 2024. Yeah. I'm excited too. It'll be great. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so excited. It's going to be great because 2023 was boo-boo trash. It was not a year I liked. Oh, um, yeah. I guess some bad things happen. For me. Um, mm-hmm. all of the bad things happened. It was bad. I didn't like it. But 2024, yeah. I'm the car is turning around, not doing a mm-hmm. U-turn and going back where it came from. It's gonna make a left somewhere and a couple <laughs> right turns, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> I love this. I'm excited. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your own body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now, politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that will block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes 
everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. That's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctor. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling selection of timeless designs, perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelet, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, and wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Pandora Jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora. Be love. Why not grocery shop from the comfort of your couch? With Thrive Market, the no-junk-food, healthy grocery store, you can! Make Thrive Market your go-to for your grocery and household essentials. The convenience of getting everything online and quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. Use their on-site filters to curate your own shopping experience to make simpler, healthier swaps. So the filters I use are, I don't want gluten in my belly. So I say, no gluten, because gluten sometimes it hurts my tummy. So I say, less gluten, more not tootin', you know, because sometimes I get farty. Okay, save time and money as the Thrive Market member on every single grocery order on average. Customers save over 30% each time. I love how Thrive Market supports my life and grocery shopping habits. Ooh, they have a Thrive Market brand creamy peanut butter 16-ounce jar. And that's that's something I like. And then they have Thrive Market grass-fed organic ground beef. Oh, boy. Boy, it's so yummy and delicious. So save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash bestfriends for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash bestfriends. Thrivemarket.com slash bestfriends. Oh, you know what? Um... We're, you and I are actually going to be together on Christmas, and I think it might be funny because we're going to be in an airport to yes. find gifts for each other in the airport. <gasps> oh, my <laughs> God. We really should do that. That's fun. Also, mm-hmm. when the plane takes off, we should go, oh, holy night. <laughs> See if we can get everyone to sing along. Ha <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that could either go really well and like magical <laughs> or horrible and everyone's so upset. At <laughs> I think everyone would be so upset because here's the thing. When I'm having fun, everything is cool. I'm ha 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 tee hee hee having a great time. Sometimes when other people are having fun, I'm mm. a grumpy person. I'm like, Jesus Christ, why are they why are they so happy? Does that ever yeah. happen to you? Oh, I, all the time. I'm like, oh, those fucking laughing people have yes. a good ass time. And it's like, yeah, I I'm I'm that person sometimes. I and they're having person. joy. <laughs> yes. Like 99% of the time, I'm having a great time. Um mm-hmm. but the minute I'm alone and someone's having a good time, boy, am I angry. <laughs> sometimes I'm like let me in on the fun I was on a flight once and there was these two men who were truly like the straight male versions of us they were like tee hee heeing they were talking about the people walking behind them or like walking past them not in a bad Mm -hmm. way they were like man that's a good jacket ha 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 and they had already started drinking and they were having the best time and I think I was texting you being like these men suck Mm -hmm. I want them to die and then I landed and I was like they were just having a nice time yeah, people do that with us. I'm sure. I'm sure people are like, oh my God, these girls are giggling so much. They're laughing at nothing. <laughs> I'm sure when we went to Vegas, people were really mad because you were in Comfort Plus and I was in first. And I kept turning around <laughs> and pointing and laughing at you. <laughs> yes, it was like a long distance conversation that was being had <laughs> across the aisle across rows just like hi oh i love it <laughs> i love being like that and i hate when other people do it it's like you can't have fun when i'm not having fun yeah let me in on the fun but also don't because i won't understand any of the references you're, you're talking about <laughs> we're not friends i don't know you <laughs> yeah i don't fucking know you and i don't know your life so Shir, can i tell you something Mm-hmm. I'm getting old. Um, like, did you know? What you mean? Did you hear about it? <laughs> well, I'm months older than you, so this doesn't make me feel good. You're right. You are older than me, and we should never forget that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did a job because strikes over, and I had to get down on my knees a lot and then stand mm-hmm. up a lot and Boy, oh boy. At one point they were like, what can we do to make your, your get up a little cleaner? And I was like, I don't know, shave 90 pounds off of me in 20 years. Like, this is it. This is what you're getting. Oh, God, I know. Oh, it boy. sucks. Yeah. All those like videos of people being like, you know, if you were born in like 1990 something and you're like, or like 19. Oh, God, we're born in the 80s. <laughs> Lord. Yeah. So Shir, people we, born in the year 2000 at the millennium are 23 <laughs> years old now. <laughs> they really should be called the millennials. <laughs> they really fucked up calling them Gen Z or whatever. They should be millennials. <laughs> Welcome to the millennium. We're here. We've been here for 23 years. And the millennium honestly is not going well for Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, this was a bad year for him. <laughs> but honestly, it is. He has an Oscar. Yeah, what a mixed, <laughs> what a mixed bag. You do, he does have mm-hmm. an Oscar, but such a sullied name. Yeah, it's very funny because it's like he behaved badly and then got a reward and then got dragged for the rest of the year. Like that's a funny turn of events. Usually, you do something good and then maybe something bad 
and then get dragged. But it was like bad, good, bad. Nice little pattern. Yeah. And it's also like, it doesn't help that we know so much about his personal life. And then so people are now no. dragging him for his personal life. Mm. And what he did very publicly where he smacked Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's all very sad. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. We should be calling Gen Z the millennials. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I wish you would make more music. I miss. I, okay. What's that song? Here come the men in black. Men in black. I love hmm. that song. I need to remember. Remember. Do, 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 do. Why did he stop making the theme songs to his movies? Hmm? <laughs> um, I think maybe because he started doing more serious movies. So I think like it'd be hard for him to do like, like pursuit of happiness. Uh, like Why rap song. I be happy. <laughs> I'm looking for it. <laughs> Here comes the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> yeah. Serena and Venus hit that ball. Truly, like, I feel like movies nowadays don't have like theme songs or like banging soundtracks. This is true. I can't, I guess, yeah, they're just usually like nice songs that are in mm-hmm. the soundtrack, but not like. A specific, like, this is obviously the Wild Wild West theme song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Welcome to the Wild Wild West. Do, do, boop. I don't know how that goes, but you get it. Um, that's like Romeo Must Die. That was like Aaliyah. Didn't she have like two songs on it? I feel like the whole soundtrack was Aaliyah's song. It was like she had so many songs in that movie. Right? What are we doing? Bring that back. Honestly, bring back old movies. Bring back old entertainment. <laughs> I miss old entertainment. <laughs> I do. I thought it was, I, I thought it was, I think it's more thoughtful and like more work went into it. Now I'm not saying Romeo Must Die is a masterpiece. It simply isn't, but I did love it. Was it was fun. <laughs> it was fun very, movie. very fun. It was very fun. Yeah. And we were, okay. Oh, Destiny Child had a, a song on Romeo Must Die. That's oh. fun. Okay, Lil Mo, so, remember her? I do remember her. Timberland and Magoo, yes. Shantae Moore, this was an excellent Yes, soundtrack. this is great. This is what so we need had... to be doing. <laughs> Cross-promoting. Hello, Hollywood. <laughs> they didn't pick up. Oh, no, get them back on the phone. <laughs> get them on the horn. <laughs> I wonder... I, what, what, what do you think it'd be like if Will Smith right now came out with like a hardcore rap album, like just to really change his image? I would love it. Right? That is the rebrand I am waiting for. For yeah. him to be like, I'm not Mr. Nice Guy anymore. I remember, I'm from Philly. I've mm-hmm. been in these streets and parents don't understand and neither does Jada. I want it. <laughs> I would love that. I would absolutely love it. And I really think Me it would help. Me too. I, I think, think it would, it would help, help his whole image. Yeah. Should we become his publicists? Yes. I w- I'm willing <laughs> to dedicate my whole life to that. <laughs> Redirect my Where career. Where's the Sharon Nicole? They opened <laughs> a publicity house? A publicist studio? Publicity house. A publicity house? I think. (laughs) They don't know what it is, but they're they're publicists and they only rep Will Smith and he doesn't know it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
He just keeps getting assigned these very strange things and he does it. <laughs> that would be amazing if we could control Will Smith via remote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you do this week? Anything fun? Anything mm. silly? Um, I tried skateboarding for the first time. Uh, I sent you the video. Go? You, I saw the video. It went surprisingly well. I it was a long board, and I guess I truly have never even stepped on a skateboard because I'm just like that looks like I'm going to break my face. Mm-hmm. And I got on it, and then like it's it's kind of scary to like push off and be like I'm going. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I like slowly pushed <laughs> off, and then and then I wasn't. It wasn't bad. I was like kind of grooving, and I think it's like helpful that. It was a long board, so I had more space for my feet. But it was actually fun. Look at you, Tony Hawk. <laughs> I almost <laughs> just said Tanya Hawkins. And I was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, but it's Tanya Harding <laughs> and Stephen Hawkins. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Those are two people that no one's ever, you know, blended together. Confused. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to get back into roller skating. I think my uncle is strengthened enough. Oh, good. I would love to. I just got to do it. I just got to do it. Um, yeah. Yeah, but my bones. My bones, I feel rickety, Sashir. <laughs> I might have yeah. to get a massage or something. Ooh, I'm due for a massage, too. I actually texted my uh, masseuse in LA, and he was like, do you want a 60-minute massage? A 90-minute massage? Or 120. And I was like, that's an option? A two-hour massage? Which I guess. But I, And I was like, I got excited. I was like, ooh, 120. And I was like, oh, my God, no. I would melt. Yeah. I'd be like goop at the end of it. And probably yeah. bored. I think I'd be like, okay, I, I want to get up now. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, that seems too long. I think I would fall asleep. Mm, yeah. I definitely I fall, fall asleep, asleep during massages. I'm trying to think of, oh, I think we were in Mexico. I fell asleep. It was like by the water and the water was crashing. Mm. And I was like, mm, goodbye. And then I woke up because <laughs> I farted, <laughs> which is humiliating. Yeah. But, you know, that means your body's relaxed. Everything's coming out. <laughs> also humiliating. Um, my friend today walked in on me in the bathroom. And saw my titties. And all I said was, oh, no, titties. And I just (laughs) didn't move or anything. Oh, no, titties. (laughs) And then afterwards, I laughed. And I was like, why was my reaction time so slow? Am I okay? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no, titties. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, at least it was that and not you, like, on the toilet. Yeah, you're right. But I am trying to like craft the perfect response to when someone opens the door when you're on the toilet because mm-hmm. it's always like, oh no, someone's in here. But I want to come up with something funnier. Maybe um, like, do you want to join me? <laughs> I did see a tweet that said like, uh, how do you respond when someone knocks the bathroom and uh, knocks on the bathroom and they're like, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter? AKA X is very funny. It's very funny. People are funny. 
people are so funny. Something happened to my algorithm on there where I don't see any tweets from anybody I know. I just see memes now. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I don't follow anybody. I just, so I just see random stuff and it's great. The people I'm into it. Mm-hmm. I sent you um, <laughs> a throwback from 2020 where a child was in school on Zoom school and their naked mother came in the room. Oh, did you see that? that? I don't think I did. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Wait, is it on Twitter? It's on Twitter. I sent it right into your inbox. Oh, here it is. It really made me laugh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the child's just looking at the screen like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> what? This is what That's she does. That's my mom. That's how she walks around. Oh, And a man. lot of the comments are like, oh, my God, why is that woman naked in front of her child? I grew up in a naked house where my mom is naked all the time. Um, and, like, it wasn't weird to see my mother naked. Mm-hmm. And it's weird to me. Like, I don't know. I feel like if I had a kid, I'd be like, I don't know. You came out of me. Like, I shouldn't. Whatever. Who cares? I see you naked. Totally. Yeah. I also think it's, like, good for kids to see people comfortable in their mm-hmm. skin. I feel like when you, like, yeah. train them to cover up early, they're like, oh, this is something I have to be ashamed about. As opposed mm-hmm. to, like, it's just my body. This is it. I'm walking around. It's fine. Yes, it's just your body. Let it all hang out, young one. <laughs> hey, young blood, <laughs> let that body hang out. <laughs> just let it all hang out. Come on. <laughs> it's like, mm, maybe that's too far in one direction. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, eventually you do need to put clothes on <laughs> to be a um, citizen of the world. Were you a naked kid or a clothed kid? Mm-hmm. I was a naked kid. I'm trying to think when I stopped being a naked kid. Um, mm, probably sometime during elementary school. Like, I don't know if it was like mm-hmm. first or second grade or something. But yeah, eventually I was like, oh, I should not walk around like this. I was an underwear kid for a long, long time where I just wore underwear. And then. I was told I had to wear my shirt, so then I wear my shirt and my underwear. And then I was told, you have to put pants on. And I was like, ugh. Mm-hmm. But I love Winnie the Poohing it. I love having my <laughs> bottom half out. <laughs> it is very freeing. Like, it's very yeah. cash. No pants. No pants. Pants really are people... the most uncomfortable part of an outfit. Yeah. yeah. Unless they're soft pants. I agree, but I I truly made a choice years ago where I was like, I won't be constricted, okay? (laughs) No, no, I will be free. All of my jeans have an insane amount of spandex and then they're basically sweatpants. Yeah. I have very few jeans and yeah, I guess they're also stretchy, but whenever I do... Uh, acting job and the costume designer's like what kind of jeans do you wear and I'm like I don't please don't get me jeans please actually get me anything else <laughs> and which is actually turned out great because then that makes them fi- like figure out other things than jeans which is like mm-hmm. oh cute patterned flowy pants or like something else and that changes the style of whatever my character was as opposed to like 
jeans and like a nice blouse. And I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. let's do that. Please stop putting me in jeans because that that feels very like like basic. It is basic, and it's what I live in on set. You better believe they say, do you want jeans and a cold shoulder top? I Hmm. do not understand a cold shoulder top. Why does anyone want it? Who wants just your shoulders cut out? They make the ugliest fat people Wait, is this a cutout of the shoulder? Yes. It's a huge thing in fat fashion. They're like, you want to cover up everything. Your shoulder is not disgusting that you can show off to people and then god forbid the peplum comes back that took the fuck up over that's a cold shoulder top oh i see yeah that is strange it's like so everything else can be warm but i want my shoulders (laughs) to be chilly (laughs) i want them out for the world it's the sexiest part of me my shoulder Um, Also, jeans, I think, are the hardest thing to fit. So it's always like, as a costumer, I'm like, don't you want stretchy things or like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, a pant or like, I don't know. I guess that's what people wear. They wear they wear jeans. I guess people do wear jeans. I just really don't want to ever. (laughs) It's not comfortable for me. I love my stretchy ones. I saw a lady today in these big wide jeans that look really cute. And then she was wearing a white tank top. And I was like, ma'am. It's 30 degrees. Where's your coat? And then I was like, I'm <gasps> really? getting old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. truly, I was like, that baby needs a coat. This young woman needs a coat. <laughs> and I almost said something to her. I was almost like, what are you doing out here? You're going to catch a cold. And then I was like, mm. go inside. Just go inside. <laughs> don't, don't mother this woman. Yeah, it's not. It's Maybe she's like quickly grabbing something like running an errand and then going back to her apartment She seemed like she was out she seemed like it was a choice Hmm. and she was standing on it and i didn't like it no no i wouldn't like Mm -mm. it either because it represents um a lack of preparedness Mm -hmm. you know and i mean i'm known for a lack of preparedness i keep traveling without a coat but Mm -hmm. i do have like a big sweatshirt to wear but like she was in a tank top. I keep flying to Chicago without a coat. It's insane. I don't know why I keep doing it. That is very funny. And I keep yeah, like, before be I leave, I'm like, better bring a coat. And then I almost missed my flight to, um, I think it was Pennsylvania. I don't remember. But I almost missed my flight because I was like, oh, you need to bring a coat. So then mm-hmm. I tried on a bunch of coats and oh, no. I didn't build in that coat trying on time for plane <laughs> time because mm-hmm. I leave exactly an hour before boarding. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my because, God. because listen, hear me out, hear me uh, out. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. Clear, pre-check, zoom, zoom, zip, zip, zap. Mm-hmm. So from my house to LAX, it takes anywhere from 30 minutes, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. if there's absolutely no traffic, to an Ooh. hour. So if I get there at boarding, technically, I still have another like 20 (laughs) minutes to get on the flight because the boarding door closes 15 minutes prior to departure. So I have all up until that time. And that's extra time. So technically, (laughs) if I leave an hour before boarding, I really have like an hour and a half to get to the to the flight. Okay. yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I have it really down to living a on science. the edge. <laughs> I haven't missed a flight in a while. I don't want to say years because I don't actually know. <laughs> I haven't missed a flight in a really long time. <laughs> good. That is good. Oh, and I told you this the other day. I was so mad because someone was sitting in my seat on my American Airlines flight. I had to fly American. Yuck, yuck, yuck. And so because sorry. nothing went straight to Philly on Delta. Mm. It was like Delta. Then I was like, okay. But then, so I'm on my American Airlines flight. There's someone sitting in my seat. And I looked at the person and I looked at the person next to them. And I was like, oh, they must be a couple. And I was like, you're in my seat. And he's like, oh. Uh, and I was like, are you guys together? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So then I sat in their seat. But then the man was in my seat. But then I got called a woman's name. So I was like, not only did they take my seat, but they also shuffled around and they played uh, seat shuffle. And then I'm getting called the wrong name. And then someone was poking my my chair. And I was like, we don't even have monitors on American Airlines. What are you poking? And that wasn't my person. I was not supposed to be poked. And I had their future and I didn't want it. And I was so mad. Why did I bring this up? Oh, because I'm mad. (laughs) (laughs) I would be too. Yeah, I'm sorry you had someone else's future or whatever, (laughs) their destiny. (laughs) That's what it was. It was someone else's future. If you like let people have your seat, you have their future. And I'll never do that again. I'm going to make people get the fuck up out of my seat so I have the future I'm meant to have. I just can't imagine telling someone no, though. Like, if someone's like, hey, me and my wife or whatever, me and my kid want to sit together, I I just would do it. Unless it was, like, a terrible seat. I think I would switch. Usually I say no. Wow. Usually I say absolutely not. I picked my seat for a reason. But they were a black couple, and I was like, that's my brother and my sister. (laughs) So I said. So I took his future or her future. I don't know. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Now you need to be equal opportunists and deny everyone. Deny everyone. Who gives a shit? I will sit where I want to sit. I can't believe you just give up your seat so easily. Yeah, because as long as we're in the same section, it doesn't really matter to me. Like, Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And then also, I, I don't want to wait for them. If they're all like cozy and they got their laptops out, and their coffee in the seat and stuff like that. I don't want to wait for them to gather all their belongings. I do. I want to watch other. it. You sat in the wrong seat on purpose and you knew what you were doing. And you thought I was going to just like let it go. Get real. Get up. <laughs> You're a villain. Grow up. Get in your seat. I am a villain. I'm an airplane villain and I love it. Oh, my goodness. This is funny. Actually, there was a post about a woman who would not give up her seat for a child and a parent to sit next to each other. But I think the kid was like a teenager or a preteen or something. So it wasn't like a baby Mm. or like a toddler. And and like people were mixed because they were like, just let the family sit sit together. And then other people were like, I mean, that kid's old enough to be on his own. It's not like he's flying on a different plane. He's like, here's the thing. We all have access to the same seating chart. We all have the same equal opportunity to pick the seats, 
to sit next to the people we want to sit next to. And if you don't take the opportunity to do that, I'm not giving that to you. Mm-mm. You, you want me to bend for the lack of your preparedness? No. No. But if I'm running late, I will ask everyone on that line, go ahead into security, if I can go ahead of them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I have no shame. I will literally show them my phone and be like, my flight's leaving in five minutes, please. Or the boarding door is closing in five minutes. Um, Absolutely. That's so stressful to me. I can't imagine talking to a whole line of people being like, can I, uh, excuse me, do I have to? Uh. Well, here's what you do. Get that diaphragm going and go, excuse me, my flight's leaving in 15 minutes. Can I get ahead of you? And then everyone will turn around slowly and go, <laughs> yeah. And then you rush, rush, rush. And then you're like, ding, 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 did it. But it's also funny that you won't give someone your seat mm-hmm. when you expect a whole line of people to allow you to go to the front of the line in security because of your mm-hmm. lack of prepared, preparedness. See, but you won't different. pay it forward? <laughs> I don't it's think different. it is. Because we don't have the same access. We had different roads that we all got to the airport <laughs> to get to. I don't, maybe you live underneath the airport. You live close to the airport, so you're on time. Mm. I don't live close okay. to the airport. I don't hear the planes at my house. So I had to journey to the airport. And sometimes traffic behind ahead of you is, <laughs> are people who live under the airport. Everyone, got there everyone in front of me is an airport <laughs> goblin. And they all crawled from under LAX to get online to go to another airport to visit their goblin families. And oh honestly, I, I don't need to stand behind goblins anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. Yeah. I Thank see what you. you. <laughs> But like traffic, that's stuff I can't control. I can control picking my seat. Don't you see the difference? Well, but you can control leaving earlier so you avoid traffic. Okay, Sashir. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, what if I leave three hours, three hours before my flight? Is that ample Uh time? Yeah. What if there's a horrific crash and I'm in traffic for for two, two hours and 45 minutes and I get to the airport and I only have 15 minutes to get to my flight? Should I just wait on that line because I left three hours early and this? Yeah, I just have to take it. No, no, you should not. People were flying out of the car in front of me. (laughs) Traffic is at a dead stop. A helicopter has to scoop people out. Nobody's moving. The whole, <laughs> the whole highway's done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Uh, no. You in that case, no. You absolutely shouldn't wait. And honestly, I'm not even saying you have to wait when you leave your house. When you, whenever you leave your house. But if you expect that kind of kindness <laughs> from other people. <laughs> When you are running late, don't you think it, it'd be nice to pay it forward sometimes when someone wants to sit next to their spouse? You go home to your spouse. You're going <laughs> to rub your love in my face? No. I see. I don't even know why I thought you would be empathetic. <laughs> you have a child? Your choice. You have a friend where you didn't arrange it? <laughs> I guess you're not that good of friends. This is true. You and I, I don't think we've asked people to move seats for us we just sit on the opposite side of planes and talk to each other <laughs> or text yeah, each other and then tell the flight attendants to deliver messages <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't remember where we were going 
But the flight attendant was like, your sister, she gave you this. It was like a kind bar. And I was like, my sister. And then she pointed at you and you were just waving. And I was like, that is my sister. <laughs> I was like, can you give my sister this granola bar? <laughs> and then you were sleeping for food. And I... I was and I I was like, can you please wake up my sister? She's gonna be so mad that she missed her food. <laughs> and I was happy when she and, woke me up. <laughs> and I watched her just like tap you and you were like, mm. <laughs> uh, but it's just a funny way that I said it. Can you please wake my sister up? She's gonna be so upset if she misses her food. It's like, what? What? What's wrong with your sister? <laughs> She needs her food. She loves food so much. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada. And, you know, people talk and you're just like, oh, my God, this is annoying. And then you just hit an unsubscribe on a bunch of things you got subscribed to on your email. And you're like, what is happening? And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding in the deep in fine print or bills that seem to keep going up for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have elsewhere. And yes, it's possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. Stop by one of our over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Should we answer questions? I think so. Yeah. I wonder what kind of questions we're going to have today. It's close Ooh, to I Christmas. Wonder. I hope they're not spooky. <laughs> I, hope I also hope they're not spooky. I hope yeah, they're jolly a jolly season. I called a woman yeah. during one of my shows jolly, and I immediately was like, I'm so sorry, because she was kind of chubby, and I was like, because we were talking about like being fat, and mm -hmm. I asked her what kind of fat she was, and come to my shows, you'll understand what that means, but um, I was like, what kind of fat are you? And she told me, and I was like, oh my God, you're so jolly. And then I was like, I take that back. That's like a slur. You can't call a fat person jolly. That's so rude. Yeah, it's not. It's not very no. God, I was called jolly once and I it rocked me. Yeah, it just feels like even if it's not related to weight, it feels like condescending or something like, mm -hmm. oh, so jolly. Like, ew, I'm an adult. <laughs> it's a good insult, though. You fucking jolly ass bitch. What are you smiling <laughs> about? <laughs> That is very funny. <laughs> okay, let's listen to this voicemail. Hello, my beautiful queens. This is Felipe. Um, so I have a quick friendship query. Uh, I removed myself from a pretty 
training friendship circle um, a couple months ago, and while I have grieved the loss of these friends, and I am mostly on the other side of the hill, one stipulation that I didn't recognize at the time was that they would be coworkers, right? So they are still coworkers, and now I'm hearing a lot about uh, workplace gossip and uh, hearing some very disparaging things said about me, including that I fake my mental health for attention, which is very hurtful because, Lord, if I did not have to deal with my mental health struggles, I would be much happier. There is no way, shape, or how that I could fake the feelings that I was struggling with. So um, how how would you recommend navigating through this? Because like, it's very hard. I want to defend myself, right? And I want to defend myself towards coworkers that I do get along with, that I stay in touch with, that I um, am not avoiding because they hurt me and they were toxic. So how, how should I go about navigating this? Um, appreciate your podcast. Thank you for the LOLs when I was tuning down uh, when grieving the relationship. And uh, also, keep watching Survivor. It's a banger of a show. This season is phenomenal. Highly recommend. Would love to get Nicole this year on the, on the Survivor bandwagon. Anyways, I hope you all have lovely days. Thank you all for your entertainment and for your beautiful friendship that I one day aspire to have with someone in my life. Uh, have a blessed day. I don't know how you end these but So, I guess bye. <laughs> So they were friends with coworkers, removed themselves from that friendship group, and now those people talk about them. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends what your goal is. Like, because people talk trash no matter what. It sucks that you still work with them and like it can get back to you. But that I mean, I don't know. They're not your friends anymore. So it's like mm-hmm. they don't have to be nice. And you also you don't have to engage. You don't have to actually talk to them. I don't know. I guess my advice would be you don't have to do anything. Uh, the people who know you and like you hopefully don't lean into those negative things that those people are saying. Mm-hmm. and just like take you at face value for who you are and haters gonna hate yeah haters gonna hate um ballers gonna ball <laughs> um i i agree with this year because like what would the goal i mean i guess the goal would be like they stop talking about me but i feel like if you like pull them aside to be like can you stop talking about me that's like more fuel for them to talk shit about you um, I think being unbothered is I'm so jealous of people who are unbothered, whether they actually are or they're just acting like they're unbothered about shit. But I think that might be the route to go because then they're just like, oh, well, I guess we could talk about this person all we want, but it doesn't bother them. So it's going to get boring because I mm-hmm. think people only talk about people where they know it can get back to them is so like they can get a rise out of that person. Totally. And if yeah. they can get the I rise, mean- it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like you you left that group because they were toxic, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And they're still exhibiting toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. So I think keep doing what you're doing and like keep removing yourself from it. You don't have to engage. You don't have to listen to it. You know, you know what they're saying is not true. And that's really all you need. Yeah. Yeah, you're better than that. Like you don't have to stoop to their level. Like what's the... 
Why blast energy at that when you can blast energy to your heart? Because 2024 <laughs> is going to be your year. Okay. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So check mark. <laughs> check mark or check mark. mark. I think check. I said mark, but it might have been Mart. It's not like you said check mart, like the store. Check mart. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Keeping friends abroad. Hello. In September, I moved from the Midwest to Korea for graduate school. Since moving here, I've met so many great people and have made lots of friends. One friend in particular is from Europe and is doing a semester abroad here. I'm reading this so strangely. So they will only be here <laughs> until the end of the semester. We really clicked and we're having a lot of fun together. But I can't stop thinking about the fact that they are going to leave in a few months. And it's very unlikely that I'll ever see them again. It kind of sucks because... They are the people I feel closest to here. So it is a bit weird to think of them leaving, whereas I will be here in Japan for the next two years. One thing that is unique about this friendship is that we bonded very quickly over sharing deeply personal things about our lives and feelings. For me, this is not something I really do, and I am generally much more private about my feelings. I think this is something that I struggle with in particular, when I think about them leaving, because I feel like the more I share with them, the closer I get and the more I'm setting myself up for sadness when they go. We have talked about keeping in touch when they leave and have both expressed how we feel about everything, which is great, but I still feel quite sad about the situation. I never met someone where I've known so definitely that our time together would be short and limited, so I don't really know how to navigate it. I know that we will try to keep in touch after they leave, but it will never again be how it is now, which is a real bummer. I would love to know what your thoughts are, advice for what I should do, or any experiences anyone has had like this. I also just want to mention how much I have enjoyed your podcast over the years, but especially recently as I've been, abro been living abroad, it's little familiar things like this that have made the transition a bit smoother. I didn't realize that how weird I was reading it until you started reading it. And I was like, oh, this is weirder than I even thought. <laughs> then I was like, I don't know how to get out of this. It sounded like AI was reading it. <laughs> um, um, uh, well, that's sweet. I'm glad our show is yeah. helping you abroad. Um, I mean, I feel like you do this with people. You definitely did it with me where you're like, you say it out loud that you want to be friends. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> I would like to be your friend. Can can we keep talking? Like, these are my intentions. So I feel like this writer can use that same energy of like, I really am going to miss you when you go back home. Um, mm -hmm. And we, I feel like we have a great, like, uh, rapport going. Or like, I really trust you. I feel like we were like jiving really well. Can we keep talking? I would love to like, keep this friendship going and yeah and then you know they'll answer however they answer but i feel like there's mm -hmm. a better chance of the friendship not continuing if you don't say anything yeah i think you're absolutely right and i do think you need to prepare be prepared that your friendship will uh morph into a different friendship like mm -hmm. you might not be as close as you were while you were like in person but that doesn't mean you can't like keep in contact send memes, text, make phone dates, or like even like set up visits to see each other like once or twice a year or something like that. 
Um, I think it's it's I think it's fun to have like friends overseas. Like I have a friend of a friend who lives in England. So like anytime that group of friends does a big vacation, I get to see her and we keep in mm-hmm. touch via Instagram and stuff like that. So I like it's fun to know that she's in my life. And if I ever go to England, I can definitely hit her up and she's yeah. definitely going to like, you know, be hospitable or whatever. So, I, yeah, I think that's I think, yeah, you just have to say it, though. You have to be like, I would love to keep in touch with you guys. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe plan a trip. Like, yeah, like so that, you know, you already have like a future date of when you'll see this person again after the semester's over and you have something to look forward to. And that will also like give you a reason to keep talking to each other because you're planning the trip, mm-hmm. um, which could be to visit them in Europe or it could just be like to meet somewhere else to go to some other place that you both really want to go to because it seems like you both love traveling and being in places that mm-hmm. you are not familiar with. So you may as well keep bonding over that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that's really smart to have something to like look forward to. Cause Mm -hmm. if it's like, let's just keep in touch, let's hang out. And it's like, "Mm, okay. But it's like on January 6th, we're flying to Washington, DC. Oh no. Hang out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Wait a minute. (laughs) We're going to, we might go to a parade or something. We might go, wall climbing or whatever we're gonna make <laughs> maybe some signs wear some fun colors uh paint our faces get you know mega horns or whatever and like have a really nice time i think that's a we're really great plan to have some like-minded people have a good time <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah i like that salt checkmate <laughs> Ooh, if you want a question uh, answered, you can email Nicole and Sashir at gmail.com or you can text us or leave a voice memo or um, whatever you're fancy. Uh, 424 645 Oh, um, well, we also have merch at podswag.com slash best friends. You can buy it or, or whatever. <laughs> wow. We have transcripts of our new episodes. You can check them out on our show page at earwolf.com or whatever. <laughs> Lastly, if, if, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Although I know it's easy to forget, but please don't. It's the easiest way to support this show. Hey, Sashir, I gotta see you later. <laughs> I can't see you later. Bye, dude. Bye, dude. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean... 
every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.